0: hi welcome to the nonprofit mastermind podcast where every week i do a deep dive into the strategies and mindset behind launching scaling and leading a high impact nonprofit i'm your host rick ritchie babbage working to make the world a more just and beautiful place is messy complex heart-wrenching and ultimately deeply joyful and fulfilling work and none of us can do it alone that's why i started this podcast this mastermind community to hold space for and share the learnings and the questions and the grapplings and the actual concrete strategies that allow us to move our social impact work forward together. So welcome to the mastermind. I'm so glad you're here. So I want to talk this week about something that's actually really top of mind for folks right now, and that is boards. Boards are always top of mind for for organizations. I know that. But I feel like in the last couple months, definitely this year, I've just had way more questions being asked of me and way more inquiries about boards. There's something in the air. And even more specifically, are we doing this right? Right? How do I structure my board in a way that actually feels like a group that I want to work with or that is going to reflect our organizational values. Who should be on my board? I'm not sure I have the right people now or we're going through a moment of growth or a moment of transition and how do we switch who's on the board? How do we find the right people? How do I know who those people are? What does a good board do? What does a good board look like, right? These are really, really important topics. And I have actually, I've actually covered a bunch of these on this podcast before. In January, I talked about the magic of a truly engaged board. Last year, I had a great conversation with George Suttles about engagement and another one with Crystal Cherry about the mechanics of engagement and a really popular one of my most popular episodes ever was with Natalie Bamdad and Ananda Valenzuela about understanding and practicing liberatory governance. So I have actually pulled all of these together into a little crash course on boards that you can find for free at richybabbage.com dot com backslash boards. So all of those podcast episodes will be there and along with the the link to today's episode because i i'm realizing this idea of board engagement and how to quote-unquote do it right which i will address (laughs) is uh it creates a lot of anxiety for folks so these were really great episodes some of my most popular and they will be at richiebabbage.com backslash boards So there are a few key themes that come up. Board membership, board structure, board roles, and board engagement. And I wanna talk about the last one today, engagement. And specifically, I wanna share a specific tool that I have found to be really powerful in helping keep boards engaged in a meaningful way. A board update dashboard. Now, I love a good dashboard and I have found that this is one of the highest leverage ones you can actually have for your organization. They are easy to create, they're easy to share, and they go a long way in keeping board members attached and connected to you, to your team and to your organization. I found that they do four things really well. They provide information to your board members that they're actually interested in receiving. They really help to sort of maintain a connection to your mission and your organization so that you you may not stay top of mind every minute of every day because board members are volunteers and they have work and lives, but you will stay more top of mind than if you are primarily connecting through board meetings, you know, quarterly. So they really inspire and maintain an ongoing connection to your mission, to your work, to what's happening in the organization. They educate board members about your issue, about your mission, and about your work. And this is especially true for those board members who may not be issue experts, right? You may have, and as you grow, this will almost definitely be true, have people on your board who are not directly impacted by the issue or mission of the organization, but who care very deeply about it. And so if they are not issue experts, they can actually feel disengaged and disconnected far more easily because, you know, we all know there's jargon that we use when we're talking about our issue. There's sort of insider language and inside baseball that's played that we don't even necessarily realize we're we're doing. Um, And so these updates can be a great way to sort of level set across your board and across your board members. And then finally, they make board members feel like they are organizational insiders, that they have enough knowledge about the organization to talk about its mission and its work comfortably and confidently and This is coming from somebody who gave my board talking points for years and was still confounded by the fact that they would say to me, "We don't know what to say, and we not, 're not sort of you know comfortable." talking about the work, we don't feel knowledgeable enough. And I was like, I literally told you exactly what to say. So I actually wound up using this, this dashboard and I'll talk about that in a moment. And it totally transformed that. So for those of you out there struggling with your board, giving them things to say, and they still are like, we don't know what to say, stay tuned. because I'm gonna talk about that. So at its core, the purpose of this kind of board update dashboard is really to share information with the board that they both need to have and want to know, financials, thought leadership, etc. And to do it in a way, and this is the key, to do it in a way that they will actually take the information in. A dashboard like this is essentially a visual representation of important and meaningful information about your organization and its work in a format that's easy to digest. It is brief and it is high level, but it is still meaningful information. And when done really well, these dashboards not only do those four things I mentioned, inspire connection, provide information, educate about your issue and mission, and make board members feel knowledgeable enough enough to talk about the organization, but they can actually transform your board meetings. So way too often board meeting time is taken up by reports from the executive director, from people on the team, in-person reports are typically a terrible and inefficient way to spend meeting time. I could do a whole podcast episode about this. What I will say about this now is that sitting and listening to reports during a board meeting renders board members passive in really critical ways. They are essentially sitting and listening to someone read something to them They could have read on their own time they're taking information in and that's usually not the best way to use synchronous time right time that people are in the room together but we do it this way and have for decades every board i've ever been on has struggled with this challenge we do it in this way in response to this challenge that these boards have struggled with which is how do you make sure board members have the information they need to govern effectively, to be thought partners to the executive director, to be out in the world as cheerleaders, to actually keep caring about and feeling connected to the work when you send the reports in advance and they don't read them, right? It's really tough to work together and to keep moving the work of the board forward when people don't read the reports. And so to take pressure off, we do it in the meetings. What I found is that, and what I found with the organizations that I work with, is that this kind of high-level board update in a dashboard form addresses a lot of this. So I mentioned my own board back when I was running my second organization. I was really frustrated because I would show up at meetings and they would either have no questions, sort of have nothing to say, or just sort of be responsive to my questions. Hey, let's brainstorm about this, and they'd brainstorm. But it didn't feel very dynamic, like they were bringing ideas, questions, and engagement into the room. And that's sort of what I'm getting at when I say they're rendered passive, right? We ask them to sort of sit and listen, and then also use their brain in this other way in the same space, and that can actually be really difficult. So I was frustrated because they weren't actually engaging like partners, they were sort of engaging like students. They'd ask things that I had already reported about. So I was sending, you know, update emails about exciting things. They weren't reading these emails. I just felt like you are waiting to be spoon fed information. It is a waste of my time. It's boring for everybody. And you're not actually even taking the information in and then using it. It's just sort of, you know, we can check the box of you having been updated. So I shared my frustration with them. And I shared my concern that they weren't getting the information they needed to be a good board, right? To be connected, to be cheerleaders, to work with me and my team. And I felt like I was concerned that they weren't getting information they cared about, right, that there was something wrong with what I was sharing and how I was sharing it because lots of information was flowing in their direction, but nothing was happening with it. And I asked them, what do you wanna hear about, right? What could I actually share where you would open the email? (laughs) What could I share in a meeting where you would lean forward and say, oh, I want to talk about that? And we had a great conversation and they actually landed on five things. So these are the five things for my board that were really important. Financials. They wanted to know money in and money out. Just where are we in any given month? They wanted to know about our sort of footprint in the world. So what I would call thought leadership, presentations, publications, press, things like that. They wanted higher level insight into staff and operations. So they didn't necessarily need to know every single intern that was hired, but are there changes in staffing structure? Do we have a new member of the leadership team? Do we have new partnerships? Right. How are sort of operations working? They wanted to know program impact, which makes a lot of sense. How are our programs doing? And so what are some exciting outcomes from the previous month? And and this one I really found interesting. We had a lot of people on the board who, like I said, cared very deeply about the mission and the issue, but they came from these different perspectives. We had lawyers. We had a couple of foundation folks. We had someone who was the comptroller at HBO. And... So they all cared about the issue, but they weren't sitting steeped in the issue that we worked on every day. And so a lot of times my organization, my updates, I should say, were their way into this issue that they cared very deeply about. And as I noticed that, I realized that I I was steeped in it, me and my team were steeped in this issue of youth resilience and youth development and anti-poverty work and social justice work. And so I could do a better job of bringing them in. And so every month I would have my leadership team pull together the top level information in each of these categories and plug it into my, and i plug it into my dashboard template and it worked. And I will say that we set up a, in Excel, it was Excel at the time, sheet that my leadership team could literally just update throughout the month right so when we talk about money in and money out this is just on the last day of the month how much money came in and how much money came out so my director of operations who monitored and updated our quickbooks with our bookkeeper she had that number she would just plug it in our director of programs was doing evaluation and was on the ground doing the work with our program team and so I would say to her, you know, what are three really exciting outcomes, boom, she plopped them in so they actually their work, the team in providing this information, probably spent 15 minutes, just identifying the sort of five key things that we needed. And then it took me because we had a template, another 20 minutes to plug everything in. and. It really transformed my board and my relationship with them. I'd get responses to the dashboard. They'd show up at meetings with questions. They would talk about what I'd shared. And interestingly, they were sharing what was in the dashboard with their friends, which meant I could stop guessing about the talking points to give them and the information to give them because they were actually able to extract what was interesting to each of them at any given point in time. And the last thing I'll say about what I learned through doing this with my board was that last piece of them not being steeped in the issue. I would include one or two articles that illuminated our issue every month. Things that I was reading, you know, every day. Every day I was reading the periodicals and the journals and I was, you know, in the world. And so I would take two really illuminating articles sometimes a podcast. And I would say, look, this is what folks in our sector, this is what folks who are working on our issue are reading, are thinking about, are talking talking about, you can be part of the conversation too. And I would just plug those into the dashboard. And then maybe about six months in, one of my board members reached out to say that it would be really helpful for her to hear a little sort of state of the union, state of the organization, from me, just Nothing, it didn't have to be quantitative. It was just, how do I think things are going, right? What am I struggling with? Where could I use their help? And so I would include a short paragraph and all in 20, 30 minutes, and they actually engaged with it. And it meant that I didn't have to include all of this information in my director's report particularly the sort of state of the organization piece, which was often what was in my director's report, you know, program updates and financials, they had been getting that information all quarter so that my director's updates could be the the themes, could be more sense making. And we had a lot more time and meetings to talk about what came up for you guys. What did you notice? What questions did you have? It took a lot of pressure off of the reports in the actual meetings. So how do these work? First, create a template. A format that is visual, very simple, and that won't change. And you want to include no more than five topics. I found that more than five can make the update start to feel cluttered, and it defeats its primary purpose, right? Which is high-level, impactful information that they'll digest. So I recommend no more than five sort of areas that you focus on. I've included a model dashboard, a template, and a toolkit on how to lead a discussion with your board about this, how to set up a dashboard and how to use these dashboards as part of an entire engagement calendar or engagement system inside my high impact board bundle, which you can get at richiebabbage.com backslash board bundle. The bundle has trainings on, what it means to be a high-impact board, and then it has some really nuts and bolts mechanics on how do you set up these dashboards, how do you use them, what's the agenda for the conversation, etc. So that's richiebabbagecom backslash board bundle. So I recommend sending these every month or every other month. One of the things that we did with my organization, and I've seen this work well, is over the summer, we just do a summer one at the end of the summer, mostly because people are traveling. And it's sort of exciting to get, you know, one in September that's like, here are all of the things that happened. And so that can be really exciting. And I've just found that engagement often wanes. You're thinking about other things, even as a board. Often there's a fundraising event. There's things that are happening. The board is coming together in different ways over the summer. So sometimes people will do that. But every month, every other month. And don't worry about including a massive email with the update. The dashboard should really stand on its own and I found that including a lot of text either in the dashboard or in the email where you share the dashboard can actually undermine its power. Instead, share the dashboard and invite board members to reach out with responses or insights. It makes it far more likely that they will digest it and then shoot you a quick email most people want to reflect what is being sent to them. So if you send a four paragraph email, they will feel bad sending a one sentence email that's like, this seemed interesting, tell me more. But if you send you know, a nine word email, here's our update for the month, I would love to hear questions and insights, boom. They feel like you've opened the door for them to engage in that back and forth. I've also seen some organizations send this via a link via text and that can make engagement also feel lighter and meaningful to the board. So to identify the topics for the board updates, I would include a discussion in one of your board meetings and get their feedback on the subjects that will make them feel most plugged in to the mission and the work, maybe what they understand the least, and also what is most exciting to them. Those are some of the questions that you can ask to begin to unearth the topics. And there are certain topics that tend to be really popular with the boards that have set something like this up. So I mentioned for our organization, Money In, Money Out. There are also other financial questions, and you don't want an example, you don't want a bucket, for example, that says financials. That's too broad. You'd really want, what about the financials are most interesting to you? So Money In, Money Out, Types and sources of funding, you know, we got this much from foundations, this much from individuals this month. Program impact, so exciting outputs and outcomes, new program directions, new partnerships. Each of those is a different topic. Presentations and speaking engagements is one, publications, um, so, you know, footprint thought leadership. And also consider things like board updates. What are exciting things that have happened with other board members? That is something that a number of boards have found to be a really great way to sort of keep in touch. And updates on the strategic plan, that's also something that a lot of boards will use. And like I mentioned with my board dashboard, you might also wanna consider including things like a few articles or other forms of media that illuminate your issue in ways that help board members understand its importance in the world. And something like a state of the organization note that offers sort of your intimate perspective on just how you're doing and where the organization stands. So again, I've broken all of this down inside my high impact board bundle at richiebabbage.com backslash board bundle. But to recap, I would say definitely consider setting up or creating a board update dashboard. Consider five areas or topics that will be interesting to your board and that includes information that they should know and that will keep them feeling connected and understanding the work. Send it about every month or every other month and get into a regular cadence. And really encourage engagement with the dashboard encourage them to ask questions, encourage them to share topics they'd like to see, and have this become a vehicle for staying in communication with your board that doesn't require lots of emails or lunches or coffee dates. So that is my tip for this week, short and sweet. I will see you back here next week for more Mastermind. And I highly recommend checking out the board crash course with the different podcasts on these different topics, these are some really great episodes. And you can get that at richiebabbage.com backslash board. I'll see you next week. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of the Nonprofit Mastermind Podcast. If you liked this podcast, I would also love for you to subscribe on Apple, Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts and if you think that what we talk about here could benefit another leader in your life please share with your friends finally if you'd like more leadership in your life you can sign up for my weekly five-minute read leadership forward 321 newsletter I send articles resources and inspiration every week curated around a leadership theme to help you lead your nonprofit better you can sign up at richiebabbage.com Backslash leadership Forward three two one. That's it for this week. Thank you for joining me, and I'll see you back here next week for more Mastermind.